Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined as always by my co-host, Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, we are less than a week away from going back to racing. It may not be at a short track, but we're going to Darlington. I'm so lucky that I get to be one of those people so excited to be at the racetrack. But we're going to have racing here soon. And the cool thing is, is when it starts, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of it in a short amount of time. I mean, three trips to Darlington in four days for, for you guys on the MRN crew with the race on Sunday and then the Xfinity race on Tuesday and then another cup race on Wednesday and then a couple of days off before we get back at it again for four nights in a row of racing in Charlotte. And I believe we'll have the truck race there from the Charlotte Motor Speedway in about a week and a half from now. So there's going to be a lot of racing more to be announced here. Uh, once we get toward the end of the week, I believe for the month of June. So once it p- picks back up, uh, it's going to be nonstop, and we need that right now after a very long break. I mean, this is almost, I think it's almost as long as between Homestead and Daytona, between what was supposed to be Atlanta uh, and, and when we get back at it in Darlington here this week. Which is so crazy because I always feel like our off-season is so short. I always feel like we leave Homestead. And it's not but a blink of an eye, and we're going back to Daytona. But this, this has been so long. I feel like it's taken us forever to get back to racing. It was great the first two weeks. I got all my house projects out of the way. I moved, and now I am over it. I haven't told Janet yet I'm going back to work. She's not going to take it well. But I am looking forward to it, again, uh, just to get back to the racetrack. I know it's going to be interesting moving forward on protocols and how things are going to happen. And this last weekend, we talked about it last week, World of Outlaws went back to racing. Yep. They were one of the first ones to really, you know, televise that, do a full broadcast. And it was really interesting to see how they did things. And I think a lot of that is going to be implemented into how we move forward in racing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and while Motor Racing Network is fortunate to have, what, two pit reporters, two turn uh, announcers, and two booth guys, I know television's taking a bit of a different approach. I think the only talent... Uh, for NASCAR on Fox, that'll be at the racetrack. Will be Regan Smith on pit road, and and everybody else, uh, Mike uh, and Jeff, will be in the studios in Charlotte. Uh, but again, it takes a whole lot of people to set all that equipment up for television. I mean, that's a lot of monitors and a lot of timing and scoring and and cables. And and on the radio side, we don't have uh, a lot of that, so um, we can get away with it. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the radio broadcast sounds. Look forward to to listening to you guys on. Sunday night, we'll uh, definitely miss being there. And we're definitely looking forward to bringing all of those race fans and new fans uh, as NASCAR Mm -hmm. returns. But we want everyone to join the conversation. We want you guys to tune in, uh, watch with us, listen with us. uh, Show us what you're doing to celebrate NASCAR returning. You can use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate on Twitter. Tag us at at MRN radio. And 
how are you celebrating NASCAR return? Are you going to grill out or anything, Kyle, or is it still too cold? Yeah, well, I was going to mention that a minute ago. We had quite the weekend here in Connecticut. We had uh, we had snow showers on Saturday morning. Now, keep in mind, this is Mother's Day weekend in May, and uh, we had snow showers on, on Saturday morning. Saturday evening, the temperature shoots up like 40 degrees, and it's almost 70. Sunday, we have hail and we have a thunderstorm. So we had a little bit of everything in, in like a 48-hour period here. So hopefully uh, I can enjoy the race, maybe grilling out on, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we'll see. No telling what the weather may bring, though, here. I, I think we have thunderstorms on Friday night. I think that we're done with the snow, though. So we'll see. Well, fortunately, none of that snow really came to us. It did get cold the other day. Um, but it's supposed to be, I think, 85 this weekend down at Darlington for the race. Kyle, do you even know how to grill? Please. What kind of question is that? Yeah, I could, I could cook a, a decent, I don't want to say good, but a decent che- cheeseburger. On your George Foreman? Yeah, well, whatever. Leave me alone. Oh, man. Well, we've got lots of exciting stuff in store for this episode. We're going to dial up here with our guest just in a short few moments. Uh, Danny Bone, you may know him from a dirt track. You may know him from Bowman Gray Stadium. More recently, has joined the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series campaign. Bowman Gray, though, Kyle, is a staple. To be able to go down there, and we'll talk to Danny about it a little bit later and, you know, his excitement to get back there. But it's one of those racetracks that we expect may not open up till a little bit later. Yeah. And, and the promoters there have said, um, we're not opening without fans. And there's a lot of racetracks across the country that have opened up. You mentioned the world of outlaws a moment ago. Well, there were no fans at Knoxville raceway last Friday night. It was a pay-per-view event only. There are some short tracks that we'll talk about later in the show uh, down South that are planning to open up either this weekend or next. And will be for, um, either very limited fans or no fans, and, and the only way to watch will be uh, via pay-per-view. So Bowman Gray, Bowman Gray is not interested in that, and, and you know what? I don't blame them. I mean, every time they open the gates there, unless there's you know a 50 or 60% chance of rain, which happens way too much down there in Winston-Salem, uh, they pack the place. I mean, it's not uncommon to have between nine and 11,000 people for a normal night of racing uh, where the highlight of the night is a hundred lap modified race, or, or sometimes it's the twin fifties for the modifieds, uh, which is their premier class there. So um, it would be hard for them to host an event uh, and expect that number of people to tune into a pay-per-view event and, and still be able to pay the purse and all that. I mean, it's a business and uh, I understand where they're coming from. Just like I understand where some of the other short tracks are coming from that, want to open up as soon as possible just to get cars on the racetrack and, and keep people interested in, in what they do. Well, one of the short tracks that opened up virtually over the weekend was North Wilkesboro. My boyfriend has been non-existent since that dropped just 24 hours ago. Um, another reason for you to get iRacing, Kyle. Yeah, I know. Um, like I said, I've had it and, and I would just get frustrated every night and I'd throw the wheel and, and it would not end well. But it's amazing. It's been like seven years, I think. Uh, I've been working with some of the folks at iRacing behind the scenes for a Stafford Speedway program every Friday night. And they check my account and they're like, yeah, you haven't logged in since like 2012. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. There's even a media race on Monday. I know, I know. And, and, and it has evolved so much, especially in the last two months. But, you know, 
really talking about the last eight years and what they've done to improve the graphics and improve the cars and um, the amount of people now that are involved, such as yourself and such as Dylan and and uh, some of the others, but we'll see. I, my thing is, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to buy all this stuff, and we're all going to we're going to go back to the real world racing, which I'm okay with, but I just won't have the opportunity to get on it like I would have the last two months. Yeah, there's so many opportunities to release all that pent-up aggression on right. iRacing. Uh, unfortunately, that usually affects Dylan's iRating when I do that. So uh, I have been not allowed to do that. But uh, that being said, let's get our guest up on the phone. We'll call up Danny Bone when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our spring. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network, and we're now joined by a driver that you've probably seen behind the wheel of a modified at Bowman Gray Stadium, and most recently behind the wheel of a truck in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series, Danny Bone. First off, thanks for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Thank you for having me on here. My pleasure. So I got to say, you have one of the coolest backdrops that we've had thus far on Coast to Coast since we went to Zoom. We've had a couple racetracks, virtually mostly, as Kyle likes to play with the green screen. We did have one promoter, but uh, you managed to find a pretty cool backdrop there. You're at work today. Yeah, I asked Ray if we could, if I could do a little video in the parts room here or find a quiet place. But yeah, there's a bunch of tires and engines and stuff, so... Um, it's, uh, it's a definitely a cool place here. He's got a lot of, a lot of different things all over the place. You said, uh, Ray, uh, of course, Ray Evernham. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Obviously, while there's a lot of people not working right now, uh, sounds like you're pretty busy. Yeah, we actually have a lot of projects going on right now. Um, we're doing a 57 Corvette. Um, that's like a complete build. Uh, we're still working on the Buddy Baker number 88, 200 mile an hour car. We're getting ready to finish try to finish that up um we've got two complete mustang builds um you guys probably see on social media just bought that ferret so um we're looking at restoring that and redoing that he's we're still doing some research on trying to find the correct parts for that 
um, to redo that car. So if anybody's listening that would know some of the stuff that he's posted on social media and might be able to help us out, that would be appreciated. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to do a couple more doom buggies for Ron Pratt. Um, just a lot of different cool stuff. So, um, which makes it interesting. You do something different every, you know, every project's a little bit different. So, um, get to do cool things and, and learn new things. So. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have been busy over this, uh, what we're going to call a down period through this quarantine. Uh, but racing is supposed to start kicking up here soon. I know over the off season, uh, you had some pretty big plans in the works. You'd made your truck debut last year, I believe, for On Point. Had an eighth place run at Martinsville, your debut there. And I saw some filming going on, I believe, at maybe their shop recently on your social media. Uh, what's going on there? And what is your what was supposed to be your 2020 season look like? Well, we were going to run, you know, five to ten races. Uh, we obviously wanted to try to do more, but, um, you know, obviously funding's tough and you find a sponsorship, sponsorship means a lot. Um, so the other day we filmed, we're, we're partnered up with Sierra Delta, which uh, they provide service dogs for veterans. So um, one of the cool things that my sponsor, North American Motor Car, did, they built this 2020 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon. Um, and throughout the season this year, which is kind of stinks with the way everything's going, they were planning to bring it to all of the races that I raced at and put it in the fan zone, set up a booth. I would sign autographs there. And then you can go online on Sierra Delta and buy um, or make a donation and you get tickets. And then at the end of the race season, they plan to auction this thing off and give all the proceeds to Sierra Delta. So um, they brought the Jeep down last week and we brought it over to On Point and put it in front of the race truck, which is kind of lettered up similar to the race truck and um, took a bunch of pictures and did some video stuff for them. Um, you know, really looking forward to trying to, you know, launch that thing. They were on their way to go to Atlanta when that whole deal canceled. Um, so we're just kind of waiting to see what happens here. I was scheduled to run Charlotte. Um, that was one of the races I was going to do, but I think with the way that the format is now, like I've never raced the big track at Charlotte. I raced the dirt track. I raced the small track, but never raced the big track. So without having practice, I think we're going to opt out of that one. Um, just, you know, I don't have a ton of opportunities and I need to make the best of the opportunities that I do get. So I feel like, um, some of the races toward the end of the year, once fans are back allowed at the track and, uh, you know, you're allowed to practice and qualify, I think that'd be probably a little bit more beneficial for what I'm looking to do. Um, unfortunately I do want to get back in the car. Like I can't wait to get back in the truck and, and, and go back to racing, but you know, I kind of need to do what's best for myself, what's best for my sponsors and for my team. You had three opportunities uh, last year, beginning at Martinsville, then I believe Phoenix and Homestead to wrap up the 2019 season. Uh, what'd you learn about uh, being in a, in a NASCAR gander truck over those three events? Um, you know, obviously it takes a whole package to run well. You know, we had a, you know, I set the bar real high at Martinsville. I didn't think I'd come out of there with a top 10. I figured top 15 would be a, a great day and we ended up eighth. Um, but then, you know, you're kind of like, eh, well, we got to do better next time. So you set the bar higher. And then obviously at Phoenix, we didn't have the, the weekend that we needed or, or Homestead. It was stuff that was kind of out of our control. I got a left front flat at Phoenix, like lap two and stage two, never through the caution. So went four laps down. So there's really nothing I could do there. And then Homestead, um, we had a decent run going. We just kind of got messed up. We had one green flag pit stop and um, I'd, you know, I got the pit road fine and we just had a little 
mixed up on pit road and I ended up buzzing my box for like 31 seconds. And, you know, while they're under green flag there, you lose so much time. So not the results we wanted, you know, but um, definitely fortunate for the opportunity. You know, it's something that, you know, I've raced down here since 2008. I've raced dirt tracks, asphalt tracks, everything but a shopping cart, you know, just trying to get an opportunity in the top three series. And, you know, honestly, with my age, I was like, you know, just didn't really think I'd get one. You know, I tried like, I tried my whole racing career to get an opportunity to make it to this level. And, you know, sometimes things happen the way they're supposed to, and sometimes they don't. And I honestly, like, didn't think I would. And then all of a sudden I got the Martinsville opportunity and then went to Phoenix and Homestead and then, you know, the opportunities this year. So, you know, just extremely grateful for On Point and North American Motor Car and Sierra Delta for supporting me. And, um, you know, Big Machine Records sponsored me at Martinsville, which was, you know, the biggest step of my career. So, you know, thankful for all of those people for supporting me. Thankful for Ray Evernham for allowing me to pursue this opportunity. And, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what got me this opportunity, just, you know, work as hard as I can, you know, do as much as I can as a driver to be prepared. And, you know, obviously we don't have the funding to go test as much as we can and, um, you know, do a lot of the engineering and data stuff. But, you know, I, I feel like if, uh, you know, I can prepare myself as much as I can and go out there and, and run well, you know, against these bigger teams, you know, then hopefully open up some eyes and, you know, who knows where it'll take me. And let's talk about that there. You said you've pretty much raced everything but a shopping cart. Um, you know, we know your name more recently from Bowman Gray in the Southern Modified Tour. You every once in a while will go back home up to New Jersey to race. Ultimately, what was the path that led you here with your racing career? Um, well, like I, it's kind of crazy, honestly. When I first moved, like I raced asphalt modifieds up north. And then when I moved here, I started racing the dirt modifieds at East Lincoln, Carolina, um, I-77, and I did that for a couple of years. We won the championship at East Lincoln in 2009 on the dirt. Um, and then, you know, growing up modified racing, I sat in the grandstands at Bowman. I was like, man, I need to race here. This place is awesome. And, you know, got the car ready and ended up going up there. You know, just the race there would have been cool and won my second night there. So kind of got addicted to that place and, you know, kept racing there and, and won a bunch there. Ended up winning the championship in 2014. Um, ventured out, did the Southern Modified Tour. We finished second in points in 2012, won a couple races on that. And honestly, what got me to this truck deal was, you know, obviously with racing, you meet a lot of people. And um, the, Stephen Lane, the crew chief on the on the 30 truck, is from Winston-Salem area. He goes to Bowman Gray once in a while. And um, somehow my name got brought up at the shop about, they do have a modified out there about driving their modified. And um, one of the guys that works in the shop, I know pretty well, he said, uh, he goes, Hey man, the crew chief was talking about you. He wants to maybe drive you to drive the modified. You should take right out here. And I didn't really know where I was going when I drove out there. So I pull in the parking lot and then it's just nice shop and they got the Xfinity cars there. Um, and then the truck stuff. And I said, well, I mean, I'd like to drive that modified some, but how do I get one of those? And then, you know, we, we started talking about it and, um, you know, started talking about that we could do it and put the details together and, you know, proposed it to a couple of people and, and, and got the opportunity to do it. And like I said, it was a one race deal. And um, like I said, it's, you try so hard and you, you put so much into it, basically put your life into every spare minute of your life to racing. And, you know, a dream of mine was 
obviously to make it to the cup level, make a career cup racing. But, you know, later on in my career, it was like, well, if I, if I do, if I get a start in the top three series, at least I feel like I can say I did it. You know, I got an opportunity and, um, you know, that's pretty much what Martinsville was about. And, you know, I was content with that. You obviously wanted more, wanted to race more, but you know, if that's all it was, then I was okay with that. You know, I, I tried, um, but then got the opportunity to go to uh, Phoenix and then Homestead and then worked on some stuff over the winter and, you know, going to get five to 10 opportunities this year. And, um, you know, like I said, just keep doing what I, what I did to get here and be prepared as I can. And, you know, it just goes to show you, I don't have, um, you know, rich parents and, you know, a bunch of people dump, dumping a bunch of money in my racing career. I just stayed racing and kept my name out there and tried to do the right thing at all times and got an opportunity. So it's, it's definitely still possible to make it that way. Absolutely. Uh, and we're seeing that with, uh, with Ryan and, and, and what he's done with the modifieds and now in the cup car as well. Um, some tracks are opening up this weekend. We're going to try to open up without fans down there. Um, have you heard anything from Bowman Gray on, on when they might open? I know they're not interested in opening up without fans, but that's about all we've heard from them. Yeah, I haven't spoke to anybody there directly, but I'm on the email list and obviously seeing what they've been posting and haven't heard anything really on Bowman Gray. Um, you know, it'd be he gets so many people there, it would be so tough for him to to race and make it, you know, on a reduced capacity or, you know, fifty percent of the fans because, you know, you've been there, they they pack yep. it in. So it'd be tough for him to do it any other way. Um you know, hopefully they do. You know, obviously it's been around forever, so I think this would probably be the first year they didn't race if they didn't. So, but hopefully they figure something out. You know, um, main thing is is you know everybody stay safe and stay healthy and you know get through this together. And you know, hopefully at the end of it all, we can go enjoy places like Bowman Gray. I did hear that. Um, I spoke to the promoters at Ace Speedway. They're planning to try to do something May twenty second. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be depending on when, if North Carolina lifts to phase two on the 22nd, if they can do it or not. So um, I kind of got my car ready um, for Bowman Gray, just so in between weekends and stuff, if I didn't have anything going on, I could go over there and, and race and support that place. I mean, obviously it's, it's like a home to me up there. Um, it's got me the opportunity I have now and, you know, met a lot of great people there, been able to drive for a lot of great people there, like Puddin Swisher and the Fleming family and stuff. So I yeah. um, always like to go try to support that place when I can. Um, but, yeah, we just got to get through this, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it's sooner than later and we can get back to normal. Yeah, Bowman Gray was one of those tracks uh, that was a bucket list track coming from the West Coast, and then I got a taste of it, and uh, pretty sure I signed up for every weekend when I was covering short track racing to be able to go to Bowman Gray, but I think I was a curse because it rained out about half the times that I showed (laughs) up there, but definitely interesting. Would love to see that place packed eventually, but we've talked about the things that you learned getting into a truck, all of the things you've learned working for Ray, and I have to ask, though, and we'll play the video for our fans that tune in and watch here. Um, I do follow you on social media. And I have to say, you might want to learn how to appropriately light a fire (laughs) without potentially catching your house on fire. What happened there? So about that, I was, I worked in my shop. I had my, my race car shops at my house. I was in the shop all day and I was kind of tired. I was like, I will light a little fire, grill out, hang out. So I was using lighter fluid, which was that white bottle that I had. And it was almost empty. 
So I was like, well, hell, I'll just go fill it up with gas. So lighter gas is a lot more flammable than lighter fluid. So a little bit. I, I was, when I was throwing the lighter fluid on there, I got it, you know, just doused it with lighter fluid, lit it, and it kind of went up a little bit while I went and filled it with same bottle, filled it with gas, and did the same thing. And then the problem was when it lit, it lit the end of the bottle on fire. <laughs> then I didn't really know what to do, so I dropped the bottle and then figured that, you know, a half a gallon of gas sitting there right by the house burning probably wouldn't be good. So I kicked it across the yard and then, um, yeah, I don't know if anybody's tried to put a fuel fire out with water, but it doesn't work. So sat there with the garden hose for a couple of minutes and kind of just kept an eye on it and then, uh, realized I would not do that again. And this was caught all on your security camera, right? Yeah, I was, well, so the next morning I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, that was pretty dumb. And, uh, everybody that was there thought the same thing. So I was like, well, and my phone was texting me the whole night because every time it picks up motion, it tells you that it's picked up motion. So I was like, I know there's got to be a clip on there. So I scrolled through all my videos from the night before, and sure enough, it was like perfect. So I figured I'd, uh, you know, with the times that we've had in the last month or so, I figured some people um, would get a good laugh out of it. Thankfully, I wasn't hurt. I didn't get burned or anything. And it was actually funny. Frank Fleming called me the next day. He's like, hey, man, are you all right? I said, no, I'm good at it. Then, so then I had to go back and put on the on the post that there was no injuries because uh, some people thought that possibly i had gotten burnt so but yeah um fire and gas just did, uh just got to be careful around that you're saying they don't mix yeah not i mean maybe just if you use a little bit of gas but mm. don't don't go crazy like i did <laughs> I, I don't know how to top that but i'm gonna follow it up my final question for you we're talking about car restoration and you said you you've been able to work on a lot of cool projects uh what's one that that stands out above the rest um well one of the cool things that i was able to do is we built a bunch of those dune buggies you see some of the cup drivers um like boyer was out there jeff gordon was out there um biffle in the right was out there biffle yeah. yeah ron pratt owns a bunch of dune buggies and we built a bunch of those and it was kind of one of those things that it was probably my biggest project i was in charge of that so we ended up building six of them and we're going to build some more for them so um, you know, obviously we got the, you know, I got to do a lot of cool things here. We, we went to the hundredth annual, um, Indy 500 and I strapped Mario Andretti in his old rookie season car, um, while before the race so he could go out and parade with it. So, I mean, got to do a lot of cool things, but for me personally, you know, being able to run a big project like that, um, was, was pretty satisfying and then to do it and really have no issues with them you know, pretty much my biggest project I've ever did. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, there's, there's been so many cool memories and things that we've been able to do here. Um, there's, it's tough to pick one of them. Perfect. Well, that being said, we'll let you get back to work. We know you're at work right now and we appreciate you coming on talking racing with us and hopefully you get back behind the wheel here soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me anytime and, uh, everybody stay safe and we'll see you guys soon. Perfect. That's Danny Bone, driver in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series and modified the Bowman Gray. But up next, we've got your short track spotlight presented by Wheelan Engineering. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. 
powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Each and every week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we get the opportunity to spotlight one of NASCAR's short tracks around the country, brought to you by Whelan Engineering. And this one, you probably guessed it, is Bowman Gray Stadium in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and it is a quarter-mile asphalt oval. The legendary track was co-founded in 1949 by Bill France Sr. And Bowman Gray Stadium is NASCAR's first and the longest running weekly racetrack. It was nicknamed the Madhouse. Bowman Gray Stadium is known for an aggressive style of racing, hearkening back to the old days of NASCAR. Richard Petty won his 100th race at the Madhouse. And Richard Childress fell in love with racing while selling peanuts in the stands of Bowman Gray Stadium. Bet you didn't know that one. An icon in the NASCAR world, Bowman Gray Stadium boasts weekly attendance in the thousands. Junior Johnson, Glenn Wood, David Pearson, Richie Evans, and Jerry Cook competed at Bowman Gray. And the track that has been a part of such racing dynasties as the Petties, the Allisons, the Myers, and the Earnhardts. Weekly racing consists of four divisions, the Modifieds, which began racing at the track in 1949, Sportsman's, Street Stocks, and Stadium Stocks. Bowman Gray was the subject of History Channel's Madhouse TV show. Again, that is your Will and Engineering Short Track Spotlight, Bowman Gray Stadium in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Racetracks all across the country are starting to open their doors, but unfortunately not without fans. But anyone will take the risk to get back to racing, and these tracks have found their way to be able to provide racing. Some of those racetracks, we talked to the promoter a couple weeks ago, Adam Nelson at Meridian Speedway. They opened their doors this past weekend for their first race of the season, their modifieds being their highlight series. Colton Nelson took the win over Josh Jackson and Brendan Freeze. Showtime down in Florida also opened up their doors with Super Late Models being the spotlight. Steven Nassi won that over Jesse Dottilli and George Gornham Jr. Another Florida racetrack, Five Flag Speedways had their sportsman division 
where Hunter Lambert took the win over Shanna Ard and Mark Barnhill. We're continuing to see racetracks all across the country open up, and some of those racetracks having their first race this weekend, Kyle. Yeah, we got a couple more coming to life this weekend. Greenville Pickens Speedway will open up uh, this Friday night. We'll feature a 100-lap limited late model feature. Saturday will feature a 100-lap late model feature event. Both races will have a 60-minute time limit. Uh, fans can watch, but from their cars on the tiered back straightaway hill. Uh, the grandstands will remain closed at Greenville Pickens Speedway this weekend. Hickory Motor Speedway back in action this Saturday. Again, also closed to fans. will feature twin late model features. Limited pit passes will be sold, and they have to be sold in advance. There will be no pit sales uh, the day of the event. And again, no spectators will be able to join, but it will be broadcast on pay-per-view. Tucson Raceway Park, or I guess Tucson Speedway now, um, in Arizona will practice this weekend. They return to racing next weekend, Saturday, May 23rd, Sunday, May 24th. We'll feature all the divisions from the NASCAR Wheeland All-American Series, plus a few outside divisions. And as of publishing of the schedule a few days ago, the track will host a limited number of spectators uh, per the CDC regulations which seems to be different with every state and, and by every day. Uh, th those regulations are changing. Uh, you mentioned some Florida tracks a moment ago. Hannah, New Smyrna Speedway, looking at getting back into action as well. They've been hosting a couple of private practice sessions over the last two weeks or so, but uh, there's no phase on when Florida will move into phase two of reopening. That's when they will start to be able to host closed events. So we'll keep an eye on on what New Smyrna is doing and uh, Kingsport Speedway, the only other track that has seen a whole lot of action. Um, and that's just practice. They've been hosting practice the last two weekends there in Tennessee. No opening date has been set. And you mentioned that they're uh, one of the racetracks, Kyle, they're selling all of their tickets and pit passes online prior to showing up yep. uh, over the off season. And I can't remember the name of it. So someone's going to probably correct me on this here, but there was an app that was launched specific to short track racing that a lot of series and racetracks are getting on board with that is a, you know, you buy your concert tickets and stuff anymore on your phone. Right. And all they do is scan it at the door. And I think that's something that we may see a lot of these tracks embrace, therefore eliminating, you know, the chances of them over capacity or having to turn people away at the door or regulating how many people come in on pit passes. So what a cool concept. And we always joke about how, technologically reliant we are anymore i mean our show is on you know realistically an app for some of us yep. um but that it could be the future of being waiting on, on an online wait to get a ticket to a racetrack to be able to be within that capacity i'm okay with that as long as unlike unlike concert tickets as long as there's no uh, you know a hundred dollars worth of fees Service charge, for, for, $12 service charge, uh, you know, download fee. A $25 concert ticket and you have like $22 in fees. It's like, no. And I don't think we'll see that, at least initially. Um, I'm sure there'll be at least probably a $2 convenience fee or something, depending on the app that you know they use. But um, yeah, that could go a long way in helping short tracks as well, because now you don't have to employ folks at the back gate or the front gate selling tickets. Um, I mean, you probably still need somebody there, but not as many. So it's a changing business, and uh, we're, we're no doubt going to see uh, a whole lot more changes before 2020 is all said and done. Indeed. Well, this time next week when we talk to everyone, we'll have had two races. Well, under getting ready. Yeah, two races. Yeah. 
Perfect. Well, looking forward to it. Good luck to everyone that gets that opportunity to go racing this weekend. We'll be watching and we look forward to talking to everyone next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and Craig Moore. We will see you next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan. Also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.